0: New York, yo, make me a deal and make it good for me. I won't get full of myself, I can afford to be. This is small town music, this is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he
1: can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And Kyle, today we love talking about Kiss. Yeah. Everyone, even people that don't like Kiss seem to like a Kiss show. Even now, currently, that it's been replaced with Elbow Bump. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You can't Kiss anymore, you can only Elbow Bump uh before we start um Courtney Cronin was gonna join us for this because we love having Courtney here and we do a kiss show uh, unfortunately Courtney is uh, under the weather no no coronavirus she just has your basic uh you know common cold, cold mm-hmm. but she certainly didn't want to come out and uh, and and you know get mm-hmm. anyone sick or get herself even more sick so apologies to Courtney Cronin the next time Kyle's in town though we will have Courtney here and we will cover the last two uh, makeup albums with her, with the original members. We'll we'll go track by track through Dynasty and Unmask, and we'll also do the, uh, the Kiss Alive 2 five-studio bonus tracks. Okay. So we'll do that with Courtney sometime. The next time we're all three together. But for today, as you already know, we are going to go track by track through... This is a pretty strong period for KISS, a Destroyer, Rock and Roll Over, and Love Gun. Mm-hmm. And um, like Kyle and I like to say, we uh, we love KISS, but they stink. Yeah. Or they suck. We love them, but they suck. Yeah. They're <laughs> and, idiots. Uh, they're idiots. And uh, and we're KISS fans that aren't all in with everything. I'm not all in on anything that I'm a fan of. Yeah, I'm not or all... You I'm, can't blindly... Well, let me think if I'm... Um, Hmm. No, I mean, there, I'm sure there's something that I'm all in on.
3: Like, I love Batman. They're only two good live-action Batman movies. Mm-mm.
2: I think that... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> there's only two, like, really good ones. I'm all in on Bond, but not... And I own them all, but they're not all good. Yeah. I'm all in on the Marvel films. I own them all, but they're not all good. Right, yeah. You're not, you're not blindly following no. or blindly loyal to be like, this is the end, all yeah. be all of everything I like. I'm all in on Cheap Trick, but I can tell you the albums that suck and the songs that suck... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm I'm all in on Springsteen, but every song is not good. So take out your cat to take put, out your put on your coat and put on my cat and kick out the door. And there's a dog. I don't know whatever he said, whatever the words were. You could put that on that might have been better. I might have made a better song right there. Um, we're not all in on Iron Maiden because there's a couple of albums that aren't good. Mm-hmm um I'm trying to think if there's some something that I am all in on. I gotta be honest, I might be all in on Billy Joel. <laughs> but not every single song. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? what I mean.
3: Like you're not an apologist for everything yes. and all their actions and everything they've ever done.
2: Like I think I like all the Billy Joel albums, but I don't like every mm-hmm. song on every album. Like every I can't say, mm-hmm. oh, but and they're all 10 out of 10. I can't not all in on Kiss, all in on family jewels. <laughs> so genuine and great if there's a band that just has one album i might be all in on that (laughs) bad city no there's a couple songs on that (laughs) i don't like but i do like that album a lot all right well here we go we're gonna go track by track okay we're still in coronavirus mode too we're trying to social social distance Mm -hmm. but how far are we away from each other right now oh we're in separate rooms (laughs) (laughs) we're literally two feet, feet yeah two feet away murray's coming over tomorrow to record a couple episodes Oh. he said he's so bored at home <laughs> and uh and then Siegel's was going to come next week he thinks we should be six feet apart I'm probably going to let him sit over there on the couch I'll put I'll just put his mic over there and I'll put a table over there and I'll sit here you should jokingly
3: run it under the door and be like you can sit out there on the steps on the and I'll the sit door. here uh, Alright,
2: we're in that room over there. Uh but yeah, we're gonna record a couple with Mike and then uh if you're an ASAP club member, you've you're listening to this right now and you probably have a like I said, a boatload mm-hmm. of Murray and a fuckload of Kyle. <laughs> so uh and, and coming up a shitload of seagull.
3: So um a Seagull shitload.
2: Yeah. <laughs> PU <laughs> It's a seagull shitload. <laughs> all right. First of all, we're gonna go we're gonna start with destroyer. Mm -hmm. it's the original lineup. It's Gene Simmons on bass, Paul Stanley on rhythm guitar and vocals. Uh, Gene, of course, also on vocals. Uh, Peter Chris on drums. Ace freely on lead guitar.
3: Uh, And now if you ask Paul or Gene, they would say, well, the original lineup is myself and Paul.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This album, to my knowledge, I've never heard that the original members aren't on this entire album. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we know now that everyone's not on everything, but, I'm pretty sure that this is all four members on mm-hmm. this album. They finally work with a, a real producer, Bob Ezrin. And man, does it show. Because Destroyer is far and away better than the, the first Kiss album and Hotter Than Hell yeah, and it, Dressed to Kill. Even though I love the first Kiss album, production-wise and everything, yeah, this... It has a,
3: you know, and it has And the cover, that look at that cover. Yeah, the cover's good. I mean, now it looks silly a this little one, bit in terms of like how they're posed but yeah. it's still great. You can see their whole
2: costumes, you can see their makeup. And you can see, you know, there's there's Carnage in the back, yeah. so Destroyer and it's like I mean, th- this is an album cover. I mean, holy crap. Yeah. This is amazing. This is this is what you want on a t-shirt or on your poster or mm-hmm. this a sticker on your on your binder. This is amazing. So, um this album's got 9 songs. And I think this is a Tate out of Tate. Yeah. So we'll decide, though, as we go. Let's try to keep a tally. Maybe, uh, do you need paper? Do you need a, Can you do it on your phone? I can probably do it on my phone. Maybe open a notes page. We'll keep a tally of uh, of how many good songs and how many bad songs of these three albums as we go through track by track.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Oh, your phone really. Did you hear that? It's weird, huh? What kind of phone do you have? Uh, Galaxy S9 Plus. Oh, yeah. That fucks up the whole record. <laughs> I can hear it. Oh my God, forget it. I'll give you a piece of paper and a pen. Okay. Put that away. Put that away. I didn't come here
3: for someone to ruffle around with paper.
2: (laughs) I didn't come here for
3: paper talk. Hey, look, this is more exciting than anything that you're doing right now in quarantine, so.
2: Oh my God.
3: Oh, please, look for more things in your house.
2: (laughs) Hey, I'm back on mic. Welcome back to the Where Is It podcast. All right, here we go. Uh, Okay, let's kick it off with a song called Detroit Rock City. This is an amazing way to kick off an album. Mm -hmm. It's got like a, I think the intro is like, it's about a minute and a half long before we actually get to the song. And it's cool, but we're not going to hear that. We're going to get right into the song. This, uh, This song is written by Paul Stanley, Bob Ezrin. We got Paul on lead vocal. And let's hear a little bit of Detroit Rock City. Now, this song is about something you know what i mean It's about the city of the mm-hmm. of Detroit, and the band was big in detroit and um uh, I mean so this is like this is like their uh their thank you to detroit and um what are you doing you're writing what are you writing down you writing jokes I'm, yeah <laughs> don't it's write my on, set list. don't write on a computer that computer that, that computer's old well, it's it's barely hanging on um what was i going to say uh so yeah so th- i mean this is fantastic this is about something this mm-hmm. isn't uh one of those uh cheese songs from the first three albums you know about uh you know b- bending someone over mm-hmm. or whatever whatever euphemism they were using on something. this this is a this is a fantastic song yeah. what do you think yeah no i really like this song bob it, ezrin also
3: you can visualize you can what visualize. Happening. yeah happening
2: bob ezrin also uh co-wrote 7 Of the nine songs, I I really think he was really, really making these guys bring out. He brought out the best in them for sure. So did he
3: work with them again?
2: Uh, He he worked with them uh, then on the Elder, (laughs) and then he redeemed himself by working on Revenge. Okay. So, but... Uh, but I don't understand after this why they wouldn't bring him... Why didn't they work with him again? Maybe he wasn't available. Yeah. I mean, he was in high demand. But uh, yeah, this, this is just... That's a killer song. It's a killer way to open the album. And uh, let's move on to another song uh, co-written by Paul Stanley, Bob Ezrin, with uh, a guy, Mark Anthony, and a guy, Kim Fowley, who, uh, who was responsible for getting the Runaways together. Mm-hmm. And this is King of the Nighttime World. another great song a great Mm -hmm. anthem i'm king of the nighttime world that's when that's when i uh that's when i come to life people that's when i head out and i whatever i perform i party whatever i do it's 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 great i don't know if this one makes it into the set list much
3: i don't think so i think i think it's one of those that sometimes when they rotate a few out this is one of the ones but i don't think it often is in there you know what i mean
2: yeah, I'm going to look up a current set list and see what they're doing out on this uh, their seventh uh, goodbye tour.
3: I'm looking here because you have
2: the Destroyer Resurrected yes. cover. Now, notice... That's the original cover that, that was rejected because for some reason, the, I think the, the label thought it was too violent or something, or they didn't like the red, or something is up with that one. That's interesting because their costumes are different. Their costumes are a
3: little bit different.
2: Yeah. So I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning was that that didn't make it.
3: That's really strange.
2: And it's, and I can't really tell, I can't really. um, Tell the difference. I can't really tell much of a difference back to back when I listen to them. So maybe I need to give that. I'm sure, I'm sure uh, people who are more schooled in Kiss can tell me what the differences are, what the subtleties are. But, you know, I bought it. There's no reason to listen to that ever over the original, though, right? Right, right. I mean, I, I, I don't know why you would. I don't know why you would, Kyle. Hmm. All right, the next song, this is a Gene Simmons signature song, and yet it's written by Paul Stanley, hmm. God of Thunder. Yeah. I mean, this is Gene flying up to the rafters. I mean, when Gene goes up to the rafters, it's usually... It's usually uh, God of Thunder or uh, is it Unholy Unholy, or maybe I Love It Loud from up there maybe Mm, too. There's two that he does up there.
3: I know I've seen him do Unholy up there, which bums me out because I'd rather hear
2: this You'd rather hear God of Thunder? Well, let's hear it right now. God of Thunder. On the current tour, I have a set list from March 10th. Uh, currently, they're playing six of these nine songs. I'll let oh. you know what they are when we get, after we're through. How many were written by Bob Ezrin? Co-written. Uh, oh boy, now I gotta do some. Uh, one, two, no, wait, one. Uh, mm, hmm. I think Bob Ezrin. Three, four? <laughs> one, two, three. Mm. I think out of those six he, he co-wrote five Okay
3: wow Yeah That's
2: a so, big That's a big chunk of the set list That's a big chunk Yeah But again He 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 wrote seven mm-hmm. of the nine so. Yeah 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 um, Yeah God of Thunder That's That's, like that's I said, great Yeah currently Yeah Gene is uh Is he singing that one from My favorite above?
3: version of God of Thunder Is the one on the um Kiss Symphony album oh, Why do you like that better? Because they don't have the Children laughing in the background Which I always felt Was a little distracting mm-hmm. Yeah but um, it just, all that orchestral stuff works very well with the, like, with the, uh, what do I want to say, like, the
2: bombasticness of it. And again, I always say at the beginning, it sounds like the kids are saying, okay, Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're saying. I don't either. Can you play the beginning? You might have to re it to zero, zero. And then we'll hear, okay, Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I don't know what happened. What do you mean? Oh, wait, here we go. What do you mean you don't know what happened? Closed the playlist or something. It wasn't the shortcut I thought it was going to be.
2: Uh, that. It's been a while since you were... There. It's not fair for me to throw you behind the boards after this long. I should be producing. It didn't, didn't work, are we? Okay. <laughs> okay, Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. If, okay. if anyone knows, let us know. I'm sure they will. (laughs) Okay, the next song is uh, another Gene Simmons, uh, it's one that Gene sings. It's uh, co-written with Gene Simmons and Bob Ezrin. And I think sometimes people don't like this one, but I like it. I love this song. Great Expectations. I love love when Gene puts on that, you're sitting in the seat, and then you stand and clutch your breast. Let's hear it. That was me, by the way.
0: You sit in your seat and then you stand and clutch your breast. Our music drives you wild along with the rest. to do.
3: Almost, almost word for word recreation
2: of the Dickens novel.
3: <laughs> it's <laughs> and all it's, about Miss um,
2: Havisham. And he, even though Gene's lyrics can be gross sometimes, uh, you know, and this is like uh, you watch with my fingers and, and you wish I, like, I would. It's I want, borderline. It's girl. borderline, but I, but I, but I, I'm okay with it here. At least there's some, some metaphor attempted. <laughs> it, it borders on classy, as far as Gene's concerned. Um, I am looking. I was wondering who played. He was playing the keyboards. There was some keyboard on there.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It says uh, Bob Ezrin plays some keyboards mm-hmm. on this album, so that must be him. <laughs> it just says certainly not Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it also says that uh, Dick Wagner, who uh, worked with Alice Cooper uh, on many projects, he does the guitar solo on a couple songs that are coming up, and he plays Ooh. acoustic guitar on Great Expectations. Okay. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Ace Freely pick up an acoustic guitar
3: because
2: mm. that takes technique and skill. <laughs> you can really like
3: sloppy on an electric guitar. Ever can since sound he got, good. every, since he got shocked at on stage, <laughs> every guitar he touches is electric. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like sloppy with an electric guitar can sometimes be cool and mm-hmm. be rock and roll, but sloppy on an acoustic guitar <laughs> sounds like you don't know how to play. <laughs> Uh, Okay, moving on. We are moving to, now this song, Flaming Youth. This is a song that it says Dick Wagner uh, does the guitar solo on. So I don't know why Ace couldn't do it. But this song's written, and and, and what's funny is this song's co-written by Gene, Paul, and Ace Mm -hmm. with Bob Ezrin. But Ace, for some reason, couldn't pull off the guitar solo. Or maybe he did, and when he was gone, they brought in Wagner and he redid it. Uh, another killer, flaming youth. Let's hear it.
0: My parents think I'm crazy, and hate the i crazy
3: I like when Paul uses this voice. Yeah, me too.
2: I like my power is my age i like that but what, what's a weird lyric for me is he says um my parents think i'm uh, lazy uh, crazy and they hate the things i do and then he says i'm stupid and i'm lazy is that also coming from his parents because i think so it sounds like he's saying that about himself <laughs> yeah. which is weird that's yeah. very you know but uh, i think that's coming from them too i wish he just kept uh, naming things like my
3: pants are made mm-hmm. of leather My shirt is also leather.
2: (laughs) My boots, you guessed it, leather. (laughs) Uh, So okay, we're five for five on this. Yeah, I mean every single song on this is is great. And there's there's no denying it. People listening, this isn't always going to be the case on all of these. (laughs) No, 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 it's (laughs) not. It's there's going to be some stuff Uh, coming up. Track six. This is a a Gene Simmons. uh, not a co-write. Gene Simmons wrote this on his own. This is Sweet Pain. And Dick Wagner, you said, did the
3: guitar solo in here, too. Right? Yes,
2: he does. <laughs> Now remember, the first three Kiss albums did not do well, and then after those first three, they released Alive, and that was a phenomenal hit. So they really needed they needed this fourth studio album following the Alive album to kick ass. Yeah, did they
3: pick Bob Ezrin, or was that like maybe the record label kind of paired them up and said, "I have I, you
2: know what? I don't know. I do and not know." It probably
3: depends on who you ask on what day. I mean, well, we picked him because he was the best at the time. We wanted the best, I, so we got
2: the best. Uh, I know that on the other albums, I think just uh, whatever PA or janitor was in the hall got the nod to sit behind the board.
3: He was just one of those like we can we can make a record with anyone and it would be killer and amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I'm I'm not sure about that. Except for Peter and Ace, I don't know. Who They're a
2: bunch of losers, <laughs> pissed away their chances. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna find out a little bit about the Destroyer resurrected. It says, in anticipation of the 35th anniversary of the release of Destroyer, Bob Ezrin approached Simmons and Stanley about doing a remix and re-release of the original album. Hey, do you want to make money and do nothing? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's gonna remix it and stuff? Part
3: of me thinks that these outfits on the front, as Paul Stanley would probably call them, mm-hmm. um, are, what do you think of those uniforms? Are they are from uh, 2012. Hmm, I don't know, but I don't know enough, and I'm sure people will be like, oh, "No, well, G didn't have the studs on his knees," and <laughs> but you know what I mean, like yeah. because it's so drastically different. I feel like they maybe used the same background but
2: altered the. Here's some here's some information about Destroyer Resurrected. Uh, some additional vocals vocals on Detroit Rock City and Beth. The substitution of a guitar solo by. Ace Freely on "Sweet Pain" hmm. for the one from the original that had been performed by Wagner. Um, yeah.
3: Hmm.
2: What are you looking up?
3: I was trying to see
2: what their outfits looked like in in 2012.
3: I, mean, I guess I could use the computer that's in front of me rather than the phone,
2: since the phone is uh, troublesome. The phone's troublesome. Wonder why that? Wonder why the phone causes uh, static. Because well, my phone's right here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no idea. All right. You ready to move on? Uh, yeah. Another anthem. Such a great song. Shout so, it out yeah. loud.
3: So far, Sweet Pain is kind of the low point for me. It just seems okay. kind of generic, but it I'm doesn't okay mean with, I dislike it. I'm okay it just with it. Yeah.
2: If Sweet Pain is your worst song, you're, yeah. it's a winner. You're doing well. Uh, Shout It Out Loud is the second song in the set list currently. It goes Detroit Rock City right into Shout It Out Loud. This is written by Simmons Stanley and Bob Ezrin. This sounds great. And I like that song because uh, Paul and Gene sing together, and mm-hmm. I like when they sing together on songs like trade leads back and forth. And I love that part where Gene goes, "Whoa, whoa!" You know, it's yeah. like a like a hound dog. Mm-hmm. But I, I just love it. And so yeah, shout it out loud is great. And uh, you and- got to have a party. I got to have a party. Whoa, whoa! whoa. Um, okay, now I'm going to say that even though Peter sang some pretty cool songs on some of the. Uh, earlier albums that I like. I like Mainline. I like mm-hmm. I like Black Diamond. And uh, for me, th- this might be the height of his creativity because oh. he has a songwriting credit on this. This is Beth. I'm pretty sure when he brought it to the band, Gene says it was called Beck because he had dated a girl named Becky. And Gene was like, is this about Jeff Beck? What's this about? <laughs> so they changed it to Beth. That was their idea. I'm surprised they didn't take a, a songwriting credit. For it, but this is a Peter, Chris, Stan Penridge, which Peter would write with often, and Bob Esmond gets a credit on this too. And this is in the set list. This this kicks off the encore right now. Um, mm-hmm. Eric Singer does this uh, with just him, piano and vocals.
3: Yeah, and you have to play this. You can't
2: not. They didn't play it for the longest time. They wouldn't do it because um, because by playing this, Peter probably gets some dough, and they don't want to give Peter any money. I would assume just by Peter having a writing credit on Beth, which is on Destroyer, that he probably still gets some nice mailbox money. Mm -hmm. You would hope so. I would think so. Okay. This is Beth. He signed
3: all that away. (laughs) He might have.
2: Wait, is this about Jeff Beck? Mm-hmm. The boys That's Ezra on piano. It sounds great. And
0: we just can't find the sound Just a few more hours And I'll be right
3: home Who's on you. that penny whistle?
2: <laughs>
3: I think I hear
2: them calling That's up Ace's ass. <laughs>
0: So empty that our house just ain't a home' I'm somewhere else,
3: and you're I like how his voice is a little scratchy yeah his it's he, like it doesn't it doesn't sound bad it just sounds like a natural vo- it doesn't sound
2: He's a good singer when he has the, has good material, Mm -hmm. but when, when a good voice is singing a horrible song, you don't care. You know (laughs) what I mean? It's true. Like I think I love, Peter was my favorite growing up. He was, uh, he was my favorite member of Kiss and I, his was the first solo album of the four that I bought. Vastly disappointed when you're a, you know, how old would I have been a 14 year old kid and you drop the needle and, uh, tossing and turning and you're like, what the fuck? But, um, but we've done those. We've covered that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Beth is Beth is a killer, and, um, and that's track eight. And we're going to close it out with uh, a song again, co-written with Kim Fowley, Bob Ezrin, and Paul Stanley. And this is uh, this is "Do You Love Me." You have to start this from the beginning. It's just mm-hmm. one of those ones.
3: Oh, okay. i love
0: <laughs> all of the shows. But Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love
2: me? Like, I like that. Ah, that part. me. Mm-hmm. Ah. So good so good and again them singing together yeah a little bit yeah i like that it's uh bob esmond got an amazing drum sound the drums sound great like mm-hmm. everything sounds good on this album bob esmond was their guy they should have uh they should have stuck with them for for the next album even though the next album is fine it's good now there's an untitled track in here yeah the untitled track is it's uh it's referred to as rock and roll party it's just um You can play a little bit of it. It, I don't count it as a track. It's on the original release. It was just, it just played after. Do you love me? It's just this. It's just this. What a waste. I know. So don't, you know, that's not a hidden track. We don't count that.
3: Nine songs. We actually were able to monetize that. And we sell that as background noise in TV shows
2: or movies or. So, um, nine songs. Uh, I'm gonna say they're all ten out of ten, but Sweet Pain. What would you give it out of ten, just as a song?
3: Uh, I never de- put it this way. I never put on Sweet Pain unless I'm listening to this album. Right. Okay. So like a seven or an eight. All right. But I'd still give the album
2: a, a ten out of ten. A ten. A yeah. 10 out of tate. Uh Let me see what I want to. Okay. Oh, I want to go to that set list, and tell you what's. I'll tell you what we're gonna do. We'll have fun. We're gonna have fun with it. I'll say the song and then you, think, you tell me if you think it's in the set list. Okay. Detroit Rock City. Yes. Of course it is. I already told you that. It start, kicks off the show. Uh, King of the Nighttime World.
3: Mm, I, I think at one time it probably was in it here and
2: there, but I don't think it is now. It's not now. God of Thunder. Mm, yes, sometimes. It's in right now. Okay. Great Expectations. No. No. And I doubt that was ever played live. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like.
3: Oh, they played it once in 92. Oh
2: boy. I think they
3: played it on the uh Did they play it on the Kiss Unplugged?
2: No. 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 Maybe did they do it on the Symphony? It seems like if they were going to do it it would be on the oh, Symphony. Oh, I think it's on the Symphony. I all think right. right. Uh, but we don't know that for sure, so hold all comments. Uh, Flaming Youth. No. No. Sweet Pain. No. Shout out loud? Yes. Beth? Yes. Do you love me? I'm going to say yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, Beth and Do You Love Me are in the encore and then we huh. know we know what closes out all KISS shows.
3: Rock and roll all
2: night. <laughs> just yawned right into the microphone. Rock and roll all night. Were you thinking about what a current KISS yeah. show would be like? Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, that's D- Actually while
3: I was yawning and my mouth was open my voice just <laughs> recorded and said <laughs> rock
2: and roll all night. Uh, the the the, uh, the the cover painting for this album was done by Ken Kelly and he did a great job. When you post,
3: when you showed me that Dio hologram mm-hmm. thing video, yeah, I my, immediately I went, oh, that's what kiss shows are going to
2: be. Oh yeah, you're right. I think I think you're right. I think in the future, I think
3: I don't even think they'll replace the members. I think you will just go see a virtual kiss show, a virtual kiss show, okay. and maybe Tommy and Eric will play live. Hmm, that's interesting. People will get, unf- you yeah, know, people will go to that. Yeah. People will go.
2: I'm and just it, looking at the And end. we
3: won't have to pay any talent.
2: Now, I have to be honest. These, uh, the, um, the I Kiss. I that looks worn. What's that? I think that looks, it looks worn. worn. It might actually be worn oh. because I had this jammed in there. Oh. Another CD jammed in. Never with, mind. Uh, people don't know what we're talking about right now. Um, these, uh, these Kiss remasters came out in, I think, 1996. So I cannot believe that they haven't, revisited the entire catalog because... We have to uh, wait 20 years and then Peter forfeits all of his rights. (laughs) 1997 is when they remastered the catalog. And when they came out, they were awesome. But now, by today's standards, they're not great. Like... Mm. All the uh, all the info about the album is under the clear tray, and it's very it's difficult to read. It's crammed
3: in there. It's hard to yeah. read. And every time they put "Kiss," it's, it's the, in logo. the logo. It's in the it's logo, and it's like we're,
2: weirdly annoying. <laughs> yeah, because and how many times is it? 16. It's in here about sixteen or seventeen <sighs> times. So, Kiss the Remasters. All right, moving on. We're moving on to. Rock and Roll Over. Mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Over was produced by Eddie Kramer, who would go on to produce uh, Ace's solo album. Okay. And uh, this has got 10 songs. The last album had nine songs. This got, and Let's see, look at this. I'm, I'm pulling out the booklet. It's literally- Just it's like a folded piece of paper. Folded, a folded piece. You opened it up and it's credits on one side and then this thing was on the uh, inside uh, sleeve. Oh, the Kiss. It's with- like the Kiss logo like four times-
3: Kind of in a swastika
2: formation. It is kind of in a swastika form. (laughs) Well, it's got SS Gestapo. It's got the (laughs) SS's. So uh, let's kick it off with a a song written by Paul Stanley called I Want You.
0: In the morning, I raise.
3: about a stalker right <laughs>
2: uh i love that song
3: yeah it's i don't know if it would be one that i would kick off the album with but uh, it, it does have that kind of slow and then really kicks yeah, in he, because he was kind of like right that. so I,
2: yeah uh, i'm looking at all the songs on here I, i'm fine with that one
3: yeah I guess kicking like off all the album of
2: um when we get to the last song that that one probably could have kicked off the album mm-hmm. too but uh All right, next up, another Paul Stanley song, Take Me, written with uh, Sean Delaney, Paul Stanley and Sean Delaney. Let's hear what this is like. Let's see, what do we got here, Kyle?
0: Put your hand in my pocket, grab onto my rocket.
2: Pause it. All right, now already we're in Lunkhead territory with put your hand in my pocket, grab onto my rocket. I mean, and then... Later on down the road, we're gonna have Rocket Ride by Ace. I mean, all right, we get. It. I mean, this is what I. This is what I don't like about Kiss.
3: Wait, this is when? just
2: like put your hand in my pocket, grab onto my rocket. Like, I mean, that's euphemism, that's, Kiss. It's so juvenile, though. You know what I mean? There are ways to write a sexy song or a you know, or mm-hmm. you know, a song about sex that isn't. But you know, sometimes it's just lunkhead rock.
3: Yeah. All right, keep going. Take me home to Venus. I'll show (laughs) you my penis.
2: You make me feel ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, yeah. I mean, it feels like he couldn't come up with lyrics mm-hmm. there, so he just said ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, yeah. I mean, I don't hate the song, but yes, but okay. it's it's. Uh, what do you like better, take me or uh, sweet pain? Probably sweet pain. Yeah. So all right,
3: I don't. I, I mean, mean, I don't, hate, I don't it. hate it, but it's just yeah. It's like you said, it's juvenile. It's yeah. Also the the sound on this album isn't great. It's uh, it's it's not like mixed. It kind of seems cluttered at times. Yeah, like, and the other one seemed very clean and very like you could hear. Destroyer every part. is a slick, slick album, and this is kind of all muddled and yeah. Sometimes and, his vocals are over top of the guitar. Sometimes they're
2: underneath. That happens a ton with Kiss albums. Like they get a producer like Ron Nevison, and they do a crazy, crazy night. They do Crazy Nights album, and then the next album they self produce, and it sounds like a turd. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they can't they can't keep up a consistent output on their albums. Like, or or like quality wise. Like here's,
3: here's, here's the levels we want. We want Paul and G we want the vocals up front. We want bass that, you know what I mean? Like we want, we, I mean, on this type of song, we want this. A lot of fans
2: might, might, uh, might prefer this raw, rough mm -hmm. sound, but um, when you're listening, when you're listening back to back, just listening to the destroyer songs, you know, and I do like this album, but let's move on. This next one—it's—it's a, it's a Gene Simmons signature song. Gene's got Gene and Paul both have tons of signature songs, mm-hmm. and uh, this is written by Gene only. And this is calling Doctor Love.
0: The your way in misery, they call me. Dr. Love. They call me. Dr. Love,
2: Dr. Love. I've got to
3: you. are thinking like to this, song sounds produced well. yeah, this song's good. Now, don't listen
2: to Doctor Love's advice during the coronavirus. No, no, absolutely not. Doctor Love is all about uh, you know getting you on the table <laughs> and performing. Yeah. Uh, you you have a sore throat. You are going to have to uh, strip down to nothing. Open that up. <laughs> Doctor Love's a classic. It's Open a up and say uh, on the uh, on the double platinum album. I think they because those songs are all remixed and stuff. But it it starts with a. Calling Doctor Love, calling Doctor Love. Like it has this thing, and then it goes up to, and then I'm surprised
3: they didn't have like a sexy voice. Be like, "Oh, Doctor Love, please come to the to the
2: OR, R- the oral room <laughs>
3: for your oral <laughs> exam."
2: <laughs> so stupid, Doctor Love. Maybe Doctor Love's a dentist. <laughs> All right, another Gene Simmons song. Not uh, Well let's hear it Then we'll talk about it Ladies Room Alright I like the bass Every time it's the
4: same
0: What follows me is my way
2: Chance, dance, romance. I mean, mm. the worst rhymes. I mean, you you know what the... I, I hate when you know what the next mm. line of the song is before you even hear... Like the first time you hear it and you go, oh, he's going to say this. Yeah. Dance, chance. It's just like so simplistic. But keep
4: You're
0: such a jewel in the rough. you want to show me your stuff.
3: Jewel in the rough is enough.
0: cowbell
4: my money, you can't be too soon.
2: I mean I like so many elements of it that drum roll is so simplistic mm-hmm. but I love the cowbell and then and then I like the bass um, I do not hate this song. But it's, uh, you know, it, it could have been worked on lyrically a little bit more. Meet meet you in the ladies' room. It's just meet ya, meet ya in the, in the ladies' room. <laughs> For sex. <laughs> For my money, it can't be too soon. Do you want to have sex in the ladies' room, Gene? I do. When would you like it? As quickly as possible. <laughs> All right. Do you need to take the makeup? Nope. <laughs> Coming up next, we got... Peter Chris is making his first vocal appearance. He's got two uh, lead vocals on here. After hitting it out of the park with Beth on Destroyer, this is a song written with Peter and Stan Pendridge. And this is Baby Driver.
3: Oh, come on, dude. (laughs)
2: water? I know, right?
0: Don't ever need to know direction.
3: See what I mean? Like, the
2: vocals are terrible on this song. Yeah. yeah no Muddled. It's like he's at the height of his drinking. His voice is shot already.
0: don't
2: Never like this song. I don't know what it's about. Nobody knows
0: where you're going. Is
2: this our this like, first absolute no? Yeah, this is an absolute no for me too. Go, baby driver. Been driving on down the road. Oh, what a rider carrying such a heavy load. Don't ever need no direction. Don't need no tow, food, gas, no mo. <laughs> What does that even mean? Is this, a, is, like, is this the first time he's ever driven? Is that what he means? Like, I've never driven before. I'm I'm like a baby driver. I mean, this is a terrible song. I've yeah. never liked this song. I don't like anything
3: about and, it. And here's the thing. Baby driver could also be like a euphemism, and they don't even try. But the one time yeah. they,
2: they don't try to do that. Yeah. This. Push that pedal to the flow. Yeah. Nobody knows where you're going. Nobody cares where you've been. And if maybe you want to hear some stories... Exit girl will let you in. I mean, let you in. That's what it says. Well, I, what the heck? I don't even know what's going on. So, the, I'll tell you what, Rock and Roll Over could have also been a nine song album. Get rid of this turd. All right. Gene, how many? I think Gene writes a bunch of songs by himself in this. Let me see. One, two, three, four. Gene writes. All four Gene songs he he wrote he wrote by himself, so uh, this is love Em leave em. I, now I don't hate it but it's not good right I mean it's, it's yeah uh, exactly I mean I don't get this part where he says um uh, so you lift your dress you want to impress now I before you do that there's I gotta confess something I, I love them and leave them so if you're okay with that <laughs> let's do this is that what it, I mean it's so yeah you know, and then and then when they just then with Paul just love them leave and just that and then love them leave them yeah i'm just like what the f- do they high five at that part of the song love them leave them yeah all right buddy you know it they're like all right that's a song uh i've got a slick i used to think it was stiff proposition but this yeah. lyrics i'm reading lyrics online it says i've got a slick proposition stiff me it seems better it does <laughs> okay. but if he sang stiff proposition i would also be like of course we your penis okay, okay. But I've got a slick proposition. Because it's already wet, baby. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it is stiff, but the, maybe someone transcribed it. Look, the next remasters, please include the lyrics with these. The real lyrics. <laughs> so we know uh, what shit you were writing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Oh, they'll print that in a bound book. Uh right, only 300 right. copies and they're right. each a million dollars. Okay. Here's a Paul Stanley song written with Sean Delaney. And this is... um, This is... Mr. Speed And this um, There might be I might just tell you To pause it From time to time I
1: come too fast (laughs) Let me tell you something You know what ladies like A guy who's not good in bed (laughs) Mr.
2: Speed Okay let's hear some of this This lyrically is a a mess Okay, so reading reading along as they're singing because I've never really looked at these lyrics. I, there are a lot of misheard stuff for me.
1: Satisfied,
2: but they, this album has a lot of that holding of the of of the like uh, like when they say cry cry mm-hmm. they're doing a lot of that yeah. on this album. Um, well, you need loving and you're looking out for new romances. Yeah, it's true. You know, you've got to take your chances. Okay, I'm okay with that. Then he says, When I laugh. Also, is it the I laugh, second
3: time on the album that they've rhymed chances and romances? Yes,
2: it is. It
3: is. Wasn't it just uh, was
2: it just two songs in a row? No, Mr. No. Yeah, I think it's been two songs in a row, possibly. Or was it Ladies Room? It was Ladies Room. All right. Yeah, so that's that's bad. Hey, I have a song that rhymes with that too. Who cares? <laughs> we'll just put them on the album too, on different sides of the album. No one will know. Uh, when I Laugh, well, baby. Don't you know you can cry? What's that mean? Because because you ain't enough lady to keep the master satisfied. Yeah. What does that mean? When I laugh, well, I, I, when I laugh, you can cry. What? I don't get it. Okay, start it up. Keep it going. Where you- wrote this for peter now now that doesn't make any sense to me well you know i got the kind of loving that you need the kind of loving that you need i'm so fast that's why the ladies call me mr speed why would you say this (laughs) This this is a person that's like well ladies like it really quick right that right that's why they call it a quickie they're like quickies as
3: quick as possible I mean, Look, just... we, we had to trade our bodies to be qu- as quick as possible in order to get as many ladies as we could before we get back out on the road and get to the next show. Uh,
2: I mean, I just, I lyrically... Look, if we
3: didn't get there quickly, Peter and Ace were
2: there with them and we didn't want that. So the music definitely carries this song along. Mm-hmm. But when you start digging into these lyrics, this is a mess. Mm-hmm. This is a terror. this is a mess. But the groove of the song is a little, you know, you're like, oh, man, yeah, all right, right yeah, 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 romancing, chancing. And then, no, I'm just, I don't know. Not, I'm not hot on this one. Uh, another Gene Simmons song coming in at number eight, See You in Your Dreams.
0: The over and baby's in the corner. Let's
2: pause it. You never put baby in a corner. All right. And that's it for the lyrics. That's it. The rest is just see you in your dreams tonight. Feel you in your dreams tonight for the rest of the song. The song clocks in at two minutes and 34 seconds, but literally there's only a minute three in. Yeah. And and then the rest of it's just that maybe they repeat some of these same lyrics Uh another time, but, uh, but it's good. I'm okay with the first line. And then the second line's a little, when you're in your room, you're home too soon, you can't get me out of your mind and you get in bed, you cover your head. My letter to you is signed is a little weird. What's that mean? My letter to you is signed, and this is what I'm saying. I'm saying the chorus over and over and over. So, um, maybe it was about writing to a fan. Maybe and they're in their bed and they're reading the letter. Maybe. Um, I don't hate it. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, for me, the high water mark of the album is coming up right now. Yeah. Uh, written by Paul, but sung by Peter. I mean. Paul's pretty gracious to give away God of Thunder mm-hmm. and Hard Luck Woman, and those I, I feel like Hard Luck Woman is also a Peter signature song. Yeah, for sure. it really is. And I wish that was—I would rather hear that live than Beth. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, because because I'm sick of Beth, but I know you have to play Beth. It was—it's like the biggest song. But uh, Hard Luck Woman is a killer, so let's
3: uh, let's hear it. People like when Peter sings, so why don't you write one for Peter? That way we can keep the money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If never I met you,
3: I'd never have seen you cry. His voice is a little raspier on this one. Yes, it is.
2: That's the hard living, though.
0: If never I held you, my feelings would never show. It's time I start walking, but there's so much you'll never know. I keep telling you, hard love.
2: Now, do you know what he's saying before he says uh, he says that name? He says something, and he says sailor's I, only daughter. He says what? Do you, like it's something the sailor's only daughter? Do you know I, what that word well, is? I used to think he always said Santa's only daughter. Okay, but what was the word before that that begins with an R? Red. I don't know. I used to think it was Rex, but according to the lyrics, it's rags. <laughs> like, does that mean like this girl is poor? Is that is that like I don't know? It makes less sense than either thing we said. Rags, the sailor's only daughter, a child of the water, too proud to be a queen. Rags, I really love you. Like uh, like this would if if I was interviewing Paul Stanley, yeah, I would pull up a fucking bookload of lyrics and go, "What does this mean?"
1: It means whatever you want it to mean. Let me tell you something, rock and roll it's a state of mind. If you think rags means. Poor, then it means poor. If you think it means rich, then it means rich. A sailor's a man who doesn't have anyone in his life.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
3: And you
1: think he's he's married to the water? Yeah, so he's jerking off in a rag and throwing that (laughs) in the sea, and that's his only daughter. (laughs) He made a daughter in a rag. He belongs to Poseidon. (laughs) Him and Poseidon
2: had a daughter in a rag. Oh, right, you think this, Peter, like did Peter just, when he gave these lyrics to Peter, did Peter just say, and I, I look five minutes ago, I said, this is a high watermark and now we're shitting on it. But when he gave these lyrics to Peter, did Peter just say, what does this mean? And he just said, <laughs> shut, shut th- up and sing, Just fucking thing. You didn't write anything good. Baby driver.
1: You need a hit. You're a one hit wonder with Beth.
3: <laughs> yeah, I used to think it was like Santa. I was like, I heard, I always heard Santa's only daughter. And I was like, well, that can't be it.
2: Hold on, I'm getting a call. I got to tell. Uh, sorry, I can't talk right now. That's what I say. Yeah, social uh, distance. Before I go, let me kiss you and wipe the tears from your eyes. I don't want to hurt you, girl. You know, I could never lie. I mean, I do I still like the song. It's still good. It's just, it's, I just don't know what some of this lyrics mean. I would love to know. Nonsense. Rags. <laughs> It's nonsense. All right, closing out the album. uh, It's a Paul Stanley song written with Sean Delaney. Uh, I feel like, I feel like making love could also have opened the album, but they chose to close it. Mm -hmm. So let's hear making love. mr speed are you making love all night long well yeah because mr speed is not making love all night long unless it's into a rag i'm in bed by seven (laughs) i'm mr speed uh i just hate when the girl says wait i really want her by my side don't hesitate now first of all this sounds like it's not consensual sex to me no i just hate when the girl says wait okay but paul (laughs) you can't easy buddy Easy.
1: I'm Mr. Speed. I gotta get in and out. <laughs> Come on. I got air. Oh, to damn. Run. <laughs> she heavita- well, we're hesitating. I already did it into a rag.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do we got? Uh, the whole night through we do all the things that we want to do. It sounds like you want to do them because she's saying, hold on, speedster. Calm down. Red light, green light, don't say no. I really want her. She says, stop, baby. Go, go, go. Okay, there's a lot of there's a lot of not consensual sex in the lyrics here. Mm-hmm. Red light, green light, don't say no. Okay, but if she does say no, Paul, you got to take a chill pill here. All right? Easy, buddy. He had Kiss shows were all about consent. I got to be honest. If you would have asked me two days ago what my favorite Kiss album is, I might have said Rock and Roll Over. But when, I go, when we go track by track on these, Destroy Your kills this album keeping this keeping this tally
3: the ones that we have said yes to okay including this one mm-hmm. we'll say even though it says might say no, yeah yeah uh are four we've only like four songs yeah everything else we've kind of been lukewarm we've been on, lukewarm warm on and then
2: no to baby driver like an absolute <laughs> no all right i, I and it's funny because i know kiss fans if we said yeah we we really like four of the 10 and then we're lukewarm on five of well, them. Well, you're fucking went, wrong on all of them. <laughs> that's what we would get. That's what people would say. I do want to tell you this, though. This is interesting. You'll find this very interesting. Well, Destroyer was released in March of 1976. Okay? Yep. And Rock and Roll Over was released in November of 1976. Hmm,
3: seems like they should, maybe should have taken some more times on some well, of those songs. Well,
2: you think you would think that Destroyer was such... A juggernaut that it, they would let it ride out. They, you would let that thing ride out. Dude, if you have it recorded, you don't. Just hold it till the next year. Hold it to 1977. But they didn't. You remember Kisses Destroy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Well, get ready to rock and roll over. Do you get that, though? It's rock and then roll over. Mm-hmm. So it's like fuck and then roll over. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's um, very
2: subtle. It, yeah. <laughs> now, Love Gun is the only, and this is from 2014, it was re-released as a deluxe edition. Yeah, love, sounds- love Gun is the deluxe edition.
1: Yeah, because that's named after someone's penis. Let me tell you Thumb, Love Gun deserves the love
2: that my gun gets. That's horrible. Yeah, that was the, yeah, th- we're looking at the inside sleeve of the Love of Gun album, which is literally... It's like a marble, it's like a, green a marble, marble green and then Kiss, the Kiss logo, but just like written in blood. Well, but like if a child wrote it in blood with a crayon. Yes. I mean, look, the album's called Love Gun. That could have been written in something else. So I'm glad that it's this. Bullets? If you, mm, you know what I mean. Uh,
4: I
1: think it means semen.
2: So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me take them inside the sleeve.
2: <laughs> I'd like Kiss written in semen. <laughs> I would like to do that if I could be <laughs> the one that could do that. Uh, so uh, this is uh, this is also produced by Eddie. What Crane. am I going to do with the other twenty four letters I can write? <laughs> <sighs> mm. uh, this has uh, CD one is the original album, which is we're gonna we're gonna hear that. It's got ten songs. CD two has some demos, some interview stuff, some live stuff. Uh, there's an interview with Gene. It's pretty fun. He uh, got a demo for Plaster Caster and demo for Love Gun. Mm. So it's got some stuff. Live Christine 16, live Love Gun, live Shock Me. All right, let's get into this. They use Eddie Kramer again. I don't know why. I don't know what Bob Ezrin is doing, but they refuse to use him. The first single, is it's actually a song that I purchased on 45. Hmm. The first single is Christine 16. We're not going to hear that first because it's, The second song on the album, but let's uh let's get into it, Kyle. Let's get into I Stole Your Love. Now, I don't know how you feel, but I'm 100% on board with that song.
3: Yeah, I like that song.
2: It, it the lyrics aren't creepy.
3: Mm-mm.
2: Uh everything's on board. It has a it has a again, it has a, a live feel. It doesn't feel yeah. it's not slick at all. It it might even be more ragged than some of the songs on. But it works for that But it song. works, yeah. And it doesn't sound like it's produced poorly. No. And, what, like, uh, and Eddie Kramer's ones. a good producer. So, I mean, Eddie, that Ace Freely solo album sounds amazing, and it's that's, yeah. that's all Eddie Kramer. Well, it says produced by Kiss and Eddie Kramer, so maybe they were, you know, maybe they were... So I said, turn down, Peter, yeah. turn me up. The Rock and Roll Over was produced and engineered just by Eddie Kramer. Now Kiss is getting a little involved, and maybe maybe they needed to be. Who knows? Maybe. Because I think the next song is recorded well. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it yeah. does not stand the test of time in... in
3: Especially Christine, being
2: 18, uh, nothing, I mean, uh, nothing, no teen works in this song. No. And again, uh, I'm a, uh, when it came out, I was, how old was I? I was 13 when this came out. So you were like, hey, th- woman, three years older. So I'm love like, it. hey, man, I love it. <laughs> L- older lady, let's get it on. But now that I'm of an age where I have a 15 year old and a 19 year old. So let's go. Let's do it. Keep going. Oh. Okay, pause it now. Now, I don't understand any of this lyric at all. She's got me dizzy. She sees me through to the end. What's that mean? She's got, is that—is that the end of like, is that like happy ending? Yeah. She's got me, di- okay. Uh, she's, oh yeah, she's got me in her hands, and there's no use in pretending. There's no use in pretending. I'm a pedophile. Is what he's saying, right? Like, yeah. how old is the guy supposed to be singing this? Because Gene Simmons is singing. And he's probably 28 at the time. Yeah. But how old is the guy singing it? 70. <laughs> well, he still sings it and he's 70. Hey, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is this song still in the set list? I'm sure it is. I think it is. In, in 2020... They're fine with singing this still. Let's see. Do you
3: think a boarding radio person changed the lyrics to Jeffrey Epstein? Oh, of course.
2: Let me see. Let
3: me see if it's... Is it in the set list? This is good radio. Uh, I'm looking to see. You know know what they took out of the set list? Lick it up. Social distancing. (laughs)
2: um, I don't see Christine 16 in the current set list, but...
3: I, I, I guess I should ask this earlier, but does Paul have any tips for the coronavirus?
2: Avoid it. Oh, Paul! The the uh, Star Child puppet did a whole PSA. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, you haven't seen that video? No. Oh, it's burning up, Kyle. You got to check that out. He's he he he, you know, he doesn't want you to shake hands. He wants you to shake your ass. You got to see uh, what he okay. says. Uh, okay, Christine, keep going with some Christine sixteen. All
0: right. <laughs>
3: Came out the same year as Star Wars. <laughs> she's crazy. I want to give her what I've
0: got. And she's hot every day and night. Let me explain to about it. But
4: I don't wish you said days
0: like 16, But when I saw you coming out of school that day, that, that day Disney, I knew.
2: That kidnapper. I know. She drives me crazy. I want to give her all I've got, and she's hot every day and night. There's just no doubt about it. It's a shame because I like the I like the music. I like mm-hmm. the piano. Yeah, I like the music. <laughs> ding ding, ding ding. Yeah, but this is just uh, this is just not good lyrically when you're. 28 singing about a 16 year old it's just not it does not work does not work all right
3: uh, cut to someone tweeting They those were different times uh, and yes blah, blah. they
2: were yes they were but i'm reviewing it today <laughs> i just said when it came out i was 13 and i probably thought it was amazing whoa what's that oh, oh I that's a magnet that's the love that's that's a love gun that actually came in the album a magnet or an actual just a cutout? It was like a cutout, but this is a magnet. You know why I don't hang this on my refrigerator? Because hmm. this is a this means penis. <laughs> Dad, what's a love gun? Um a penis? Go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. Let's move on. We got uh, what is it? Got love for sale. That's a gene song, I believe. Mm-hmm. Let's is it a yard it. sale? That's where he bought the lyrics from Just, uh, when, I, I'm giving my thoughts first, so you should give your thoughts first, because I don't want you to just well, agree with me. super generic. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> that is just about as generic sounding as you can get. Would you take a quarter for this love? I mean,
3: because uh, it's for sale. I just picture, what what I want someone to make is... <laughs> is the the peanut psychiatrist thing but with jeans like gene simmons in that style with like sit resting there it's like love for sale five cents <laughs>
2: <laughs> but people this isn't even a song that's on anyone's radar as a kiss fan Got oh love it's for my sa- favorite dude okay it's the best that's a that's a straight up gene wrote that by himself that's a that's a total whiff for me like that's a that i skip it <laughs> now, i gotta be honest if i'm listening it's not horrible but it's not good either it does have any now, It doesn't have any hook i'll be i'll be honest if i'm listening to this album in the car i won't skip christine 16 if i'm by myself yeah. and i'll sing it and along but i know that it's not mm-hmm. pro- appropriate yeah got love for sale is is the is fast forward to the next <laughs> skip to the next all right this Especially is when the next is so good <laughs> this is a high watermark ace has written songs on all the albums but this is the first time ace is going to step up to the mic and ace is not a good singer but in the studio, with whatever tricks they can mm-hmm. do, he's passable. So let's hear the, the number one all-time ace signature song, mm-hmm. Shock Me.
0: All need, my satisfaction. Whoa.
3: That's his penis, his satisfaction. <laughs> it's all penis. You. Later on, I love when he says, I'm
2: down to the bare Yeah, down to Bear wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, he plays all the guitars and bass on Shock Me. Ace does. Hmm. Lead guitar, and it says all... Uh, 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 we actually tried... All guitars actually and bass on Shock Me. Tried to sue Ace of bass. <laughs> um, all right. Next up, Paul Stanley song, Tomorrow and Tonight. Oh, this one. (laughs) Already? Already you're not on board? This is like if Paul was like, (laughs) I wrote a musical.
3: Sounds like the kids' Bob
2: version of a song. It does. And like they like,
3: they change fuck and to rock. Like, we can rock.
2: And, today all, and, roll and we've all already time. got rock and roll all night and party every day. So you can't best that. This is like that song's little brother. You know, this is tomorrow, though. Tomorrow and tonight. <laughs> we can rock all day. We can roll all night. But it's, and it's, um, these are some lyrics. I I, I never knew what he was saying. It's, uh, Everybody's high when the week when the week is through. Every night they wish they could. Listening to the teacher, bosses, and the preachers ain't never done nobody good. That's not real. That's not great. Ain't never done nobody good. Uh, are you happy, baby? I've been waiting. Are you ready? It's quarter to 10. Are you coming? Don't be hesitating because we're headed for the city again. I mean, look, I don't skip this one because it's, um, it's bouncy and fun. And it's I, I like singing, you know, oh, yeah, uh-huh, all right. But it's not a great tune, <laughs> right? No. But it's better than Got Love for Sale. Jesus. All right. Side two of the album kicks off with a Paul Signature song that I am so sick of. I'm coming out to see you, people. I mean, every concert for the past thirty years. Except that one time they got stuck. Except he, when he got stuck, can he come out and sing something different? Can he sing "Lick It Up" from out there? I mean this this is this is the song that I, I go to the bathroom if I'm at a Kiss concert. I'm not. I don't. I'm so sick of this song, "Love Gun." Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. I got a magnet. It's a love gun.
3: The drums in this song.
2: I like the drums. I like the groove. It's um it's just the lyric. I mean, and I, I don't know who said it first. I don't know if we said it first or Craig Smith said it first. But this lyric, this or maybe we said it together. I don't know, but um I feel like we said it first. Um but this lyric with, with um Girl, I can make you feel okay is not a reigning endorsement for the sexual for Mr. prowess. Speed? <laughs> well, yeah, it is for Mr. Speed. That's what you would expect, but it's so, you know, no more tomorrow, baby. Time is today, girl. I can make you feel okay, just okay. How are you in the side? I'm in a totally well mule. Look, <laughs> look. Many of the women I've been with have said that my lovemaking is is. Adequate <laughs> I
3: mean It's just so It's so weird uh, You know When when you come to a kiss show You are gonna have An average time And if you stay after The kiss show You'll still have An average time <laughs> And again With an above
2: average penis <laughs> The lyric No place for hiding No place to run Is again yeah. It's again Questionable rapey Is he just jerking off On people Is that what, he, <laughs> I don't know what he's I don't know But you'll feel okay About it I love when he would Introduce this song In concert And he would just Tell some story
1: People The other day I was getting off the elevator
2: and a girl walked in the elevator. So I stayed in there. And then it just goes on and on until finally, you know, love gun, something about love gun. He pulls his love gun out. It's like, that's not a story. That's true. (laughs) Never happened. I was in the Old West with this man, and he was terrorizing
1: the town. <laughs> His name was Liberty Valance. And so we got up, we took six paces. I took seven, just to be certain. <laughs> and I turned around, and I hit him with my love, God. I took ten paces, one for every
3: inch. And, and also, even though everything's rehearsed, there are some stories that he tells that he kind of goes off track. And yeah. you can tell because... Whoever the drummer is is like uh-oh
2: waiting like is this is, is this, this what the... he's, I
1: got to be ready and Kingsley yeah. says
2: it just suddenly I always like when the drummer would I give was in the that like give him like a all right oh my gosh uh let me see the animals on the floor let me hear you roar you'll never leave me mama so don't try okay that is this woman is is being held against her will. Uh, this is this is the woman that's in the movie uh, uh, Invisible Man, the new Invisible Man. Yeah, it's Elizabeth Moss. You can't forget me, baby. Don't try to lie. You'll never leave me, mama. So don't try. I mean, that's... also lazy rhyming. Yeah, lazy rhyming. Don't try to lie. Don't try. Then now, all of a sudden, I'll be a gambler. Lay down a bet. <laughs> we'll get together. You'll sweat. It's shitty lyrics. These are really <laughs> shitty lyrics. I mean and some people would go, oh, top five kiss songs, Love Gun, Gun. No, it's not. It's what a really like bad song. It? The bad lyrics. It's a really bad song. Instrumentally, great. Well, get ready for track seven, written by Peter Chris and Stan Pendridge. Remember how good Beth was two albums ago? Enjoy. Hooligan.
0: <laughs> E-U. It's a seagull stinkaroo.
2: the chorus it's shit. I got a thirty five shimmy on fifty five frames.
0: Can even feel my out of school when I was twenty two. What can I do to satisfy you? I'm on you again. What goes to
2: This is trash. I mean, this is just, this is rock and roll garbage. Yeah. I mean, he likes that, like, old-timey, like, tossing and turning mm-hmm. type oh, rock and roll.
3: Oh, he's a 35-whatever on a... He's got a 35 two, five.
2: Chevy on a 55 frame. Dropped out of school when he was that's 22. How it works.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot about cars, but I'm pretty sure that doesn't work.
2: Dropped out of school when I was 22. That's high school, too. The,
3: this God. is a case of they think they're very funny.
2: I know. It's a... My, my granny said, my granny, she said I was a hooligan, running around like a fool again. I went down to the candy store. If I had a nickel, I'd buy some more. <laughs> That's bullshit. Like, look, if you're a rock and roll fan, if you, if you're a metal fan, if you're a hard rock fan, if you like Maiden and Priest there's, there, and Van Halen, there's no fucking way you can get behind this song. There's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can. If I had a nickel, I'd buying buy some, some candy. Buying some candy, buying some candy. Or is candy, is is that drugs? Is it drugs? Hey,
3: look, I'm going to say no because this seems pretty on the nose.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's. oh my God. My mom, she said I was a black sheep. My baby, she said I was a creep. Oh, well then she
3: should break up with you. And I'd have gone bowling if I had the right shoes. <laughs>
2: Like that, that's exactly what—that's exactly the kind of shit it is. It, this is so shitty. I hate it. I fucking hate this song. I'd this song stayed, I stayed. I says I'd have stayed for the double feature if there was a movie after it. I might like <laughs> "Dirty Living" better than the song. Well, I might like "Dirty Living" better because "Dynasty" is such a far and away superior album to this crap. Yeah. All right. Well, pretty- uh, people will say "Love Guns" one of their top five Kiss albums. It to is fa- to fall asleep to. It is so this is not a good album. Yeah, because so
3: far the count is three. Do, and look, if we gave it to Christine 16, it would be four. So what we like I stole your I Stole Your Love. We like Shock Me. And what else? I put a check by Love Gun, because I don't mind Love Gun, but
2: But it's know. questionable. And I'm just sick of it. I'll let it, I'll let it. I just don't like it. Okay. The next song is a Gene Simmons song. It's called Almost Human or or I, I can't say human. Yes. Hey, back it's to back. It's not fun. a good album. You can take it up to the line. There you go. He, he's so he's so buried in it. Yeah, I like when jeans in front in the mix.
0: run
2: uh, away. You know what I I put the sequel Stingaroo in front of it, and now I'm kind of changing my mind a little bit, because I think it's about a, I think it's about a werewolf. Yeah. Because he says, uh, I'm almost human, uh, can't help feeling strange, the moon is out, I think I'm going to change. This is about, yeah. okay, I'm on board with this now. I'm kind of on board with it. What about you? I just, I think it's equally as generic as Love for Sale, in terms of just the sound. Like, I don't really like the groove. I think I'm into horror films now, so I'm okay with this. But yeah.
3: Like the idea behind it, but I'm just not.
2: It's just fine. It's not a stinkeroo. Let's. How about this? It's not a stinkeroo. I I I recount. I take that back. If Alice Cooper sang a song like this, yes, it would it would kill it. But it would also sound good because this. It's almost like the the music
3: doesn't really match the lyrics. Because it's like,
2: yeah, Yeah. um, like there's not a horror element with Kiss. No, they.
3: Well Let's be honest. If we picked apart Kiss, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't really go together. Yeah. It's like, more
2: cheesy than because they have
3: like the makeup, and then he breathes fire and spits blood because mm-hmm. he's the demon, right? But then it's like they're not all demon. Like he's not the demon, and then Paul's like the werewolf, and it's right. like it's a there's it's a kind of like everyone pick your own thing and right. do your own thing. It's like when you see a school play and all the kids get to dress up with whatever. Like, this is a bear and I'm a tree and I'm a cowboy and I'm an astronaut.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh, Okay, we're going to move on to another Gene Simmons song. It's called Plaster Caster. There was a, there's a, uh, there's a groupie back in the day. I forget what her name was, but she was, her name, she was the Plaster Caster. And she would actually take Plaster Casts. Of um, rock stars when they were aroused. I think she did Jimi Hendrix, maybe Jimmy Page, and then she would make molds of those. So it was like it was like an artistic thing that she did. Uh, I think she said she never did Gene Simmons though. I think she says I think she I didn't mean,
3: have enough plaster.
2: <laughs> that's what he would say.
3: Um, I told her
2: I hope you brought two more truckloads. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is this is a song about. The plaster caster that jean wrote.
4: They was getting
0: anxious, the hours getting late. The night is almost over. She can't wait.
3: I like the uh unplugged version better. Yes.
2: Pause it for one second. He actually w- w- tried to be a little clever here because mm-hmm. he's got these, he's got, um, he's got perfection, collection. Like normally you would think Gene would go right for erection. You know yeah. what I mean? But he doesn't. The plaster's getting harder and my love is perfection. A token of my love for her collection. I don't mind. But the first lyrics are, are, are troublesome to me. Baby's getting anxious. The hour's getting late. The night is almost over. She can't wait. I, I don't. Uh, I almost feel like she's waiting Backstage after the show. Okay, for okay. Well, she, be patient, plaster caster. This, this is, is your coming. one job. He's going to be here. <laughs> uh, things are complicating. My love isn't okay. No more one. Okay, all right. Okay, keep going. I don't. Know. I, that all makes sense to yeah. me, because maybe she, maybe... I don't like that he calls his penis his love. <laughs> maybe, uh... You know, she
1: maybe, came to do it, she had yeah. to go to the bathroom, I had to hold Jean's penis and, for a couple <laughs> minutes.
2: And maybe she would use these as sex toys after they were done. Who knows? So, um, yeah, it's, so...
3: It's odd to me that, as famous of a thing that is, that there's, that's not like... In a museum somewhere or some sort or, of like uh, art uh, exhibit? A, a some? coffee table book? <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> rock, <laughs> rock dicks. <laughs> rock hard dicks. Rock hard dicks. done hard rock by dicks. Them. Either way. <laughs> plaster. Like, I feel like if, I don't know if she's still alive. I feel like, I feel like if she wanted to do a coffee table book, she could call up Slash and Axel and Sebastian Bach and all these guys if they were if they were pleased with the size of their manhood, they would do it. Pleased with the size of their coffee table. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Uh, you guys are in the coffee table book. You guys will be in a pocketbook <laughs> that you can, you know, keep on your person. Very tiny. Um, okay, we're gonna close it out. We're gonna close out this album with a cover song originally called Then He Kissed Me. Uh, Paul sings it, and they change the gender to she. Then she kissed me. <laughs> what was then he kissed she? Written by Jeff Barry, uh, Ellie Greenwich, and Phil Spector. Not surprising, a Phil Spector song is on the uh, same album as a Christine Sixteen. But let's hear this uh, closes out the album. This is how they close it out.
0: It's a, nice and so. I said,
2: I like, a I wish they'd have made this really rocking. Dance. and there's dance and chance again. Here's our hard rock and heavy metal heroes, Kiss. The song gets worse as it goes on. And it
3: doesn't really sound different. Like, it's not a different take of the original. It's a straight cover.
2: I think it gets worse as it goes on. It's actually putting me to sleep. Let it go a little bit longer. He really peaked with these three albums at the beginning. All right. I can't even believe, like, Ace agreed to play on this. You know what I mean? You can take it down. Wow. Wow. Let me see. I want to check the personnel. Maybe Ace doesn't play on that. Let me see.
3: Did not he say in like some interview, he's like, Yeah, and then you start covering fifty songs and Yeah.
2: Yeah, what's going on? Ack. Ace, is this uh, one of the worst songs on the album? I mean, be honest. I know you played on it. I know, uh, I know this is this is a kiss album that people say they like, but seriously, is this one of the kiss song, worst it's kiss like- songs on here? Sure, baby. All right. Well, we tried to wedge it in. <laughs> we so tried, it folks. Yeah. It's hard. Um, again, I threw Kyle back on the boards after not doing it for a long, long time. I shouldn't yeah. have. I should have just pro- produced. Not that he's doing a bad job, but um, he's not a doing a bad job. Takes a minute to get back in. We're going to have a talk after this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell me what we got count-wise for the... And look at that trash. yeah who drew this on on the back booklet of the deluxe edition of love gun it looks like a seven year old or like a like a 12 year old maybe drew oh here's what it says initial preliminary sketch of love gun album cover by ken kelly oh
3: okay so it was just like the
2: yeah it was just not meant to be but then it but then it's totally different from the cover because the cover they just have their arms crossed and the pencil sketch they're like holding guitars up and I do
3: like the cover. I like how all the women have kiss makeup on. Yeah, yeah, I do like that.
2: Do they? Do they? Uh, is it varied, or do they, do they all have stars on? No, it's just a white face, red lips. Nothing on their eyes.
3: No, maybe a little eye shadow. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah,
2: I know I was right. I was looking directly at it. <laughs> Let me look at it, Kyle. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> I th- and as a 13-year-old, I probably thought that cover was H-O-T-T. Oh, what are they crazy oh, dudes Isn't do that a disgusting cover? And then, oh, I like that when she kissed me. <laughs> um, so what's our count? Are these there's- their wives? <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's 29 songs total spread out over these three albums. Okay, so this last one,
3: we put four. Um, that in the, in the like column yeah stole your love shock me love gun plaster caster, uh hooligan and then she kissed me absolute nose right and then mediocre was christine 16 got love for sale t- tomorrow tonight almost human so total across the board was 29 yep or- how many do we like I mean seventeen, but most of those are from Destroyer. Right, nine of them are from Destroyer. So you take those away, it's
2: eight. Wow. The albums go downhill from Destroy they get Destroyer's the Best, mm-hmm. Rock and Roll over Second. Yeah. And downhill. then Love Gun. Uh by the way, I will that, that Love Gun magnet that I just slid in the booklet and slid mm-hmm. it back in here, I will most likely never see that again. <laughs> Like this is on my shelf. I'll never play this. I'll never pull out Love Gun. I will. I will say,
3: it would be nice if they did the other ones like in this format.
2: You know what? I got to be honest with you. Uh, You don't know uh, if you'd buy them. I I know I would, but I so I I I don't. So here's the deal. I don't want them to, because I'm gonna buy them, and I don't want to give them any more money. But this is an this is a very nice. It's a nice collection.
3: Well done. Thing it's strange that they didn't do. Strange that they just did this one and they didn't also do Destroyer. Are you saying it's strange that out of the three <laughs> albums we just talked about, they did the shittiest one? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying like it's just strange that they didn't do like the ones that are like the top selling ones. Yeah. Like this Destroyer, do Dynasty. You know what I mean? Even if they were cherry picking around.
2: This is this is why I can't go to Rockin' Pot. I feel like uh, some uh, some of those guys would come up and punch me in the mouth because I don't like Love Gun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I just don't. I just do not like it. I just you should put that like magnet
3: it. on your fridge. You'll see it every day.
2: I'll put it down. I'm going to take it down there and hang up some uh, hang up my kids' uh, report card <laughs> with the Love Gun. Um, well, would have been interesting if uh, if courtney was here because courtney, she'd have loved everything courtney's a little more forgiving i think uh with kiss than than we are and but that's cool I, I i you know if if you're passionate you're passionate but we'll have her here for for uh yeah i mean if you if you're just blindly passionate to whatever you like <laughs> that's not nice
3: of our <laughs> friend courtney
2: uh all right this is uh let, let let me see what our let's decide what the playout song is i have two songs there you get to pick it these are both um these are both bonus tracks on Love Gun, so they're both going to be great. These didn't make it to the original album, so how could how good could they be? What are they called? Much too soon or Reputation? What do you want to pick? I don't. I don't know. Much what, too soon sounds like it could be lyrically n- not good. All right, let's do a, a Reputation. Okay, we'll do Reputation. Before we go, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Kyle is at Kyle. Dotson Funny. I'm at pat underscore francis we are at rock solid show that's all on twitter head over to itunes and uh write a review for, for us oh i tweeted out today for guys to write a review do you want to go see if we have any new reviews i said i'd read them yeah 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 yeah. go to itunes and see if we have any new reviews you can go to rock dot for everything about the show links to buy t-shirts and whatnot i have a ton of rock solid swag i'm gonna have to uh maybe put out a fan pack for 20 bucks. You get the who inspired logo on a button. You get, uh, How do I get to the store from here. Doesn't it just say store at the top of the page? Oh, I was
3: looking, I was looking I was looking under where the other selection,
2: um, we got cheap trick logo inspired stickers, cheap trick logo inspired magnet. I have an enamel pin. I have, uh, I have a bunch of. I'll just put it all together. I should make a little video, and mm-hmm. you guys can you can get all of it together. Make for, a video of you wiping all of them down. Get a video of all of them for twenty
3: bucks. That's what we'll do. Mm-hmm. Any reviews? Oh, I'm still getting there because taking time. Oh, it's just annoying to look for rock solid.
2: At the time of this record, we're still in uh, the coronavirus world, so please uh, wipe down everything. Wash your hands. Hand sanitizer. Practice some social distancing as, as best you can. I know it's difficult, it, you know, you know, especially with kids because kids are like they want to go places or they might want to do something. But, uh, you know, we got to think about the, the older people that we might come in contact with. And yeah. I had to go to the post office today. Uh, and uh, as I, did I say that earlier on the show? I don't think so. I had to go to the post office today to mail out some rock solid um, prizes. And there was a guy. There was an old guy there that he had a mask on, but he shouldn't have been there. He was. Yeah. He was well into his eighties. He. He. I don't know what he was mailing, but maybe mm. it could have waited. I don't Let's know. See here, most recent. Nope. February sixteenth. Is it a good
3: one? Yeah, five stars. Want to read it? It's time. Time work seventy seven. Uh, if you like music podcasts, miss. It says just click play. If you like music podcasts, podcasts. Mixed with some humor, I would highly recommend tuning in. Both the host and many of the co-hosts have either have a past history in comedy or currently working as comedians, comic writers. The podcast feels like a hang with a bunch of close friends every week. There's humor, insight, things to learn, and even the occasional entertaining disagreement. The rotating cast keeps things fresh. The opinions are sincere, regardless of how popular or unpopular the (laughs) band or music might be. I find myself tuning in to topics that I normally wouldn't interest me just to see what they have to say which i also like as as someone who's been listening for the past year mm-hmm. um it is like you, have it, you really
2: been listening to like yeah, the shows? for
3: most of them yeah all right cool you know once in a while you know i won't but um yeah like
2: there there will be one like i didn't think i would like the billy Joel episode mm-hmm.
3: but i listened to it and i enjoyed it so
2: yeah uh i got an email from one of our asap club members uh greg cadester let me read it. I, I don't know if Greg will mind if I read it. It's a compliment. Dear Pat,
3: please do not read this on the <laughs> air. Uh,
2: let me find it. Where is it? Greg? Okay, here we go. He said, just finished Leif Garrett show. Before I started it, I honestly didn't think I would finish it due to the fact I have little to no interest in him. Surprisingly, it was a great interview and pretty funny. Going to watch his behind the music tonight. Nice job. And the the book actually seems pretty cool. Interesting too. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, a lot of times, um, if you don't think you're going to like it, you know, hang in there for 20 minutes and then, you know, bail if you don't think you're going to like the topic, but, um, but we try to, we try to entertain no matter what the topic is. So, yeah. So let's do it. Kyle, thank you so much for recording. Uh, thank you. I think we logged in four episodes since you've been here. Yeah, I think so. You know, I would have loved to do 20, but we can't, so we did four, but, uh, let's hear a little bit of this. It's an outtake. From the, uh, from the Love Gun Sessions, it's called Reputation. It's a demo. And thank you, Kyle.
3: Thank you.